Welcome to Trials and Tribulations at Work, the podcast where we talk about everything related to the workplace. Join us as we interview leading experts to discuss a variety of workplace-related issues to help you learn about your rights, as well as how to succeed professionally, personally, and financially in the workplace. And here is your host, Jay Stafford, founder of the law firm of J.W. Stafford. Elizabeth and Cammie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, today's podcast is a little bit different than what we usually do and that we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves. Uh, today, we're going to give uh, our listeners some insight into when they should contact the firm, what they can expect when they contact us, and how we make a difference for our clients. Uh, before we get started, let's let our listeners know a little bit about who we are and what we do. Elizabeth, let's start with you. I'm senior associate and have been with the firm for just over a year. Prior to that, I practiced employment law at another employment law firm. I've represented clients in a variety of employment-related cases, from demand letters to administrative agencies such as the EEOC and MCCR to litigation. I now work on cases including employment discrimination, professional licensure defense, and working with employers on their business practices. I'm a proud alumna of Bryn Mawr College and the University of Maryland Francis King Carey School of Law. Great, great. Cammie, what about you? Well, I'm the intake specialist for our firm, and I've been with the law firm of J.W. Stafford for about two years. I've worked in various fields throughout my employment history, but mostly in an administrative role. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration, and that's where my main focus is. That's great. I'm the founder of the law firm of J.W. Stafford. I've been representing clients in complex legal matters for decades. The primary focus of the firm is defending the professional licenses of healthcare professionals and attorneys before their professional licensing body, as well as representing clients in employment law matters, uh, such as non-compete litigation, employment contracts, paycheck theft claims, and discrimination claims. But more importantly, I started this firm to be the voice for clients who are facing these challenges in their careers whether it be a licensing issue or discrimination and harassment on the job. When clients contact uh, our firm and retain us, I want them to know that we've got their back and we'll make sure that their voice is heard and that we're going to be relentless in pursuing the client's goals and to get justice for the client. So, Jay, you know, you've been representing clients for a very long time. Can you tell us maybe about some wins, something that might stick out in your mind? Hey, thanks, Cammie. Yeah, there are two cases that stick out in my mind. Uh, one is where we represented a doctor before the Maryland Board of Physicians uh, who was facing multiple disciplinary charges related to allegedly failing to timely produce medical records uh, to former patients. We were t- retained a few weeks before the doctor's case resolution conference, which is essentially a settlement conference. We reviewed the file, prepared a written response to the charges, and reached out to the administrative prosecutor and said, look, there's no evidence here uh, that the doctor intended not to uh, produce medical records, dismissed the charges. The administrative prosecutor, however, refused. We got to the settlement conference, and the administrative prosecutor recommended disciplinary action against our client. And I stood up and I explained to the panel uh, that there was no intention by the doctor here not to provide the patient's medical records. And I outlined all the steps the doctor took and recommended that the panel dismiss the charges. After deliberating, the panel sided with us, which was the right result, but huge for our client because it kept his medical license record clean. You know, another representation that sticks out with me is when our firm represented an employment client in a sexual harassment claim. We investigated the case. 
transmitted a demand letter to this very large employer and filed a charge of discrimination with the U.S. EEOC. And we went into a mediation with that employer. After almost a full day of negotiations, we were able to get that client a six-figure settlement. That's the commitment we have to our clients, a commitment to results and to level the playing field for them. Uh, So while these two cases stick out in my mind, the key to our firm is that we pursue each client's unique goals. That's what makes us different, and we're strategic in the guidance that we give to our clients. So, look, enough about me. I want to start with you, Cammie, as you are the first person that the prospective client uh, will speak to and, and tell our listeners what they can expect when they contact the firm. So that's correct. I'm the first point of contact. When someone calls in with a licensure or employment matter, I'm the one who's going to answer that call. My job is to take notes about the potential client's individual matter so that both UJ and Elizabeth have a brief idea of why the prospective client is even calling to begin with and what their worries are. Normally, a call will last 10 or 15 minutes. And within that time, I usually ask a pretty standard set of questions to begin with. But more importantly, I need to have a conversation with the potential client. I need to get a clear picture of what their concerns are and whether that is an employment matter or contact from someone's licensing board. During the discussion, we'll talk about the consultation fees, which, of course, depends on the type of consultation that the prospective client needs. And all of this is so that I can get that prospective client set up for a consultation. Part of that process is me sending out a consultation agreement form for signature and a questionnaire. The questionnaire is just to get a bit more detail about the prospective client's matter. And the questionnaire is either geared towards employment, if that is their concern, or towards a licensing board issue, If again, if that is their concern. Along with the questionnaire, I'll ask the prospective client to attach any sort of key documents, anything that they feel might highlight their matter. That way, our attorneys have everything they need to review prior to the consultation. And so currently, our consultations, those are conducted either by phone or Zoom, whichever the potential client prefers. And that's pretty much what you need to expect to schedule a consultation with us. Great, great. And, Kimmy, how soon after the prospective client contacts us, how soon can they expect to be scheduled for a consultation? Well, of course, I'll need all those documents returned and such. But normally I can get somebody scheduled within 24, even, you know, 48 hours once I've gotten everything back that we need to move forward. Perfect, perfect. And so at the consultation, you know, our listeners uh, are going to be speaking with one of our attorneys here at the firm, either myself, Elizabeth, uh, and and, and I want our listeners to, to know what they can expect when they speak with one of our attorneys. And Elizabeth, give the prospective client some insight into what they can expect during a consultation. Absolutely. So during a consultation, this is our first step in forming a relationship, getting to know our clients. We want to get to know our prospective client as well as allow the client to get to know us more, as well as our approach to working through a case. No two cases are the same, and we treat them as individual unique matters, although we have thorough systems in place to allow us to work efficiently through cases. We also take care to review any documents a client provides, as Cami mentioned, prior to the consultation to ensure that we maximize the information our potential clients receive during this time. Additionally, we discuss the outcome the prospective client desires, as well as potential avenues to achieve the goal. Sometimes it's not just one. 
While we can never guarantee outcomes, we do try to give a sense of what may be reasonable or what documentation we need to make that assessment so that clients can have an expectation of what the path forward could look like. That's great, Elizabeth. And, you know, just to reiterate to our listeners, you know, look, the, the consultation process, um, you know, all the documents that can be mentioned that we like to get, uh, you know, we, we actually review those documents before we show up to the consultation. And so that way we're prepared when we meet with uh, the perspective, prospective client, uh, to talk to them about the, the legal issues, but also to put in place a roadmap to how to solve their problem. And so that's why it's so important, the consultation. It's sort of the first step for us to really be able to, uh, to begin to put together a plan to solve the problem. And so, uh, Cami, you know, another thing that we try to do with all our prospective clients is to get feedback from them. Can you give us a little bit of insight into how we go about getting feedback from prospective clients? Yeah, of course. We send out surveys basically at every stage of contact. When someone calls in and I send out those first set of forms for a consult, there's a survey that's going to go out to them to get a better understanding of how they felt the intake process went and how I can improve on that. And then once we've actually retained the client, we again send out periodic surveys because again, we want to know not only how we're doing for that client, but how we might improve and make that an even better job for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Elizabeth, let's talk about putting the game plan into action. Uh, tell our prospective listeners, Uh, what this looks like once we get past the consultation process. Sure. So clients receive contact from one of us requesting all relevant documents. And one thing to point out, I think, to our listeners is we recognize that you can't necessarily have access to all the documents that you need. Um, And so if you know a document exists, you don't have access to it, just tell us. um, And then we can work on that from there. But it's good to know it exists and um, we'll need it. So once we have the documents or a combination of the documents and a list of those that we're going to need at some point, we schedule an initial call for an attorney to discuss a detailed timeline of what events have occurred as well as desired outcomes. While we speak about this at a consultation, we want to make sure to delve into details right away to ensure we maximize the results of our representation. Clients will leave this call with an outline of the next steps in the case, as well as the timeline for these events. During the case, there will be periods of intense contact and then likely lulls where we are waiting for either our clients to review documents, administrative agencies to process the claims, or employers to investigate claims. When these lulls occur, we remain in periodic contact and encourage our clients always to touch base as needed or when that client is concerned about the status of the case. We always encourage clients to reach out to us with questions or concerns. It is critical that clients know we are available and ready to assist. And that's just to piggyback again on what Cami had explained with the feedback and um, that it's while this is not direct feedback, it's that constant contact, that relationship building that we find so important at our firm. Awesome. Well, look, I want to thank our listeners and I also want to thank Cami and Elizabeth for all the hard work that they do and for giving uh, our listeners some insight into our firm. You know, the hard work that we do for our clients is a team effort and you both are critical to that. And so again, thank you all. Thank you to our listeners and folks. Until next time, this is the Trials and Tribulations at Work podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. If you have questions, you can always email us at info at staffordtrialteam.com. Again, that's info at staffordtrialteam.com. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Until then, take care. Thank you.